0: What I'm going to do is uh, I'll tell one story and, and then I have two themes that uh, that, that struck me uh, 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 as, I, as I thought about this. The, the story does is connected to the Crumbling Pillar uh, Union paper um, and he was still a student, hadn't yet gotten his PhD. We were invited, I've forgotten how or why to a conference in, in Japan. And it was in a fancy hotel. and uh, But we he and I were going to spend more time after the hotel conference. Um, uh, he did interviewing union leaders. I did some, but he did most. And we were sort of doing re- field research, as you would call it if you're a, a, uh, an anthropologist, an economist. This is not, <laughs> horrible. Um, and we were, there was a third colleague with us, um, who also was convinced to stay for a day. Well, the question was, how do we fund the extra few days? And we were in this very fancy hotel. And I just remember Marcus, i and the third person, getting in the taxi and telling them the hotel we had found, which was one of these matchbox hotels. <laughs> which was fine. We we're going to just go out and do our research and come and sleep in this tiny taxi driver first was looking at us very and, <laughs> and then uh, the third colleague got uh, he disappeared shortly thereafter <laughs> so Marcus and I were in these little matchbox uh, things but doing a doing a, a, a field uh, 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 research that I think it's quite important in, in, in understanding what's going on in this in the society and much of what I uh, learned about J- Japan came from talking with him and I should just add one other thing, because uh, n- nobody here has referred to his connection to the National Bureau of Economic Research, which is our think tank. And the fact is, many of his papers in economics were associated with NBR projects. And the NBR has the interesting tradition of being more empirical than the bulk of the economics profession, and more open to you know, economic research. Purely, but more open to other social science inputs uh, 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 coming coming in. I should also just just say that when 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 Marcus came to my office at NBER and said I'm interested in Japan, and he said, What do you know about Japan? To, to me, he asked me, What kind of guy can I help him? So I'm happy to help you. I know about labor economics. And I, know, I know about the Shiro Mifuni, and I know about some Japanese uh, writers. They're pretty gloomy people. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest writers in Japanese, as far as I can see, are very gloomy or strange characters uh, in many ways. Uh, but I, I've, I, I have a whole room in my house that is a Japanese room where we have uh, these samurai prints and uh, uh, the mat on the floor, and so on and, and so forth. So. I've been very influenced by it, but not in terms of economic research. And then, so that then Marcus—that's why the joint paper of the unions was my interest in unions, and his interest in in in, in Japan. So, so that's the story. It's like more than one pipeline. up uh, the, the themes, uh, and and uh, in thinking about his career and. Particularly, very few economists, let's say, end up t- teaching in a, in a in a in an institution that is uh, on area studies. Area studies has a peculiar place in in, in 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 economics. And I start thinking, why is that? You can be a specialist in certain kind of uh, econometrics, statistics. That's that's good. You can be somebody's a game theorist, obviously, uh, uh, so on. But you, 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 to be an area specialist is look, looked upon very peculiarly. And I have two Chinese students of mine uh, who are both very good young know, women. They both told me that when they got to their university where their assistant professors, totally separately, so it's like, we were told not to say we're Chinese specialists, even though the Chinese economy is one that one really wants would want to study at this point. The Japanese w- was the economy to study uh, in, in, in the 1980s uh, period. Japan was number one in the Ezra a uh, 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 book. And so, so they were told, no, you, you just hide it. So one of them declares herself, and in, 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 she's at Yale University, and quite, you know, reasonably well-known uh, 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 person. And, and, and she says she's a development economist. The other person is, is, is in Colorado, and she's an environmental economist, <laughs> uh, even though they both do all of their work on Chinese issues. So, so that's a fu- it's, a fu- it's, a, it's a funny thing. So I'm just thinking, luckily, why does this occur in, in, in this particular field? This is not the case in sociology. I, at Harvard, I sat on a, 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 a university committee where they were searching for a, a Japanese expert, <laughs> so they wanted someone in that that expertise. And I, I personally had a big took a big loss when our we had a wonderful Chinese expert in our sociology department who moved to with his wife to to Stanford, uh, where they both had tenure, whereas his wife was not given tenure for. I have for ridiculous reasons, at, at Harvard, my department when when when, uh, when Marcus was there, we 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 did we did have Henry Rizofsky, who was our Japan's expert, and Dwight Perkins was our uh, China expert, and I remember as a student uh, saying, oh, why do we have guys specializing in particular countries, and I, it takes a number of years to appreciate. You. A, why, and to feel bad that we don't have that um, now, which we don't, need neither person has been <laughs> replaced uh, uh, in this. And I think the, 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 the issue is that if you're going to be an area specialist, you really have to know a lot. You cannot f- sort of fake it, if I can phrase it right. And uh, in, in econ- economists like you to be a specialist in some... Arcane area of economics that is broad and theoretical or has as wide, and so on. And then there's something very peculiar uh, about the American attitude uh, uh, is that if you're a specialist in something in the US economy, that's economics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and every European, I know, I'm sure this is true of the Japanese and other, other countries as well, so the Europeans always complain. Let's say, I've written this paper. It uses, I don't know, Dutch data. I, I, the American journal on it. And if I had it in American, in, in, you know, in, in a US example, uh, it would be fine. I think that's changing nowadays a bit, but that's clearly been, been the case that if, if it's some other country's data, it's not really about the heart of capitalism and, 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 and economics, which is a very, uh, I think, in the end, very, Incorrect and 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 and, and, and uh, uh, a pe- peculiar 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 view. So when, when Mark moved, as people were saying, from geology to uh, into economics, it was labor economics, and uh, and and then became more quote, sociological, as pe- people said. And there was one paper he, he wrote that no one mentioned, which I think that on the networks with the Japanese students, which is sociological, and it's where the sociologists really did network theory, which is probably the most important theoretical or cons- conceptual, I don't know how to phrase it as, in social science, that's my view, and didn't come from the economists, let's just be clear, it came from the sociology uh, 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 folks, and for his, his work, on, and that, that was one of the first looks at the importance of networks in where college graduates got jobs, and we know that's important not just in Japan. That's every place. Uh, there are these 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 these, these, these uh, links and, and, and so on. So there's a lot you can bring from the other fields into into uh, uh, our, our field. Uh, I think there's a bit of change in this, not so much in the economics departments, but in the business schools, where a lot more economists are being hired, because the business schools, they're more profitable than the economics departments are. <laughs> and the people who are sitting in the business school classes and so on, they do not want that much abstract principles, about the, the, the et cetera, but they, they've got, they want to know something about particular Instances that they will face in their career, you have to know something. I mean, I still sort of shudder when I talk to some of my business school friends, and they know a lot about a particular company. I think, why well, do you spend so much time studying a particular company? Because it has the flavor of a case study where you don't generalize, and and, and that's useful. But it's not useful in a broader social science uh, 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 sense. Now the the, 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 the second uh, uh, theme is what do we learn from studying particular uh, special economies? You can think of the American one as being a special economy too. But I'm sufficiently ingrained into the U.S. way of thinking. I still think, of, oh, isn't it interesting we're studying some other economy? But at least I'm open to that. We have we may learn some really uh, in, 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 important. Uh, uh, you know things about this, and and so what are the, what are the kinds of things we we, we can learn from them? I think the biggest issue, and it came up in your comparisons of the countries, uh, the, the happiness kinds of things, because you always start to think. I study a particular economy or a particular society. What's the counterfactual? It was brought up in the earlier one of the earlier sessions about uh, what's your comparison group or what's your alternative, and we have if there's any weakness in all of social sciences is uh, having trouble specifying the counterfactual. There's no trouble if you have a natural science experiment. The, ca- the counterfactual is I didn't give this creature or this the chemical something else. We know exactly what you gave it. And, and so you, we you can do the comparison. Yes, you, you mixed these two chemicals, and no, you didn't. And, and, and it gets to, I think, a serious problem in in, in policy uh, if you don't have specify a really good counterfactual. I'll give an example in a minute from, I got from some British union leaders here. Uh, uh, but the, the notion that you take another country and that at least provides you some potential counterfactual. I mean, you could take, uh, in, the, in the Japanese case, you could say, that's an aging society, and then you could take a society that's got younger people and you, you could then say, okay, there's an interesting kind of comparison What one, one, one can do. Obviously, you can compare Japan. When, they were, when the population was younger, but then there are so many other things different. Of course, there are different things across the different societies, but we, we, we desperately need more counterfactuals to kind of pin pin, pin uh, things in. Let me just let's say a comment on the policy aspect of counterfactual. Uh, I, this is a, I was talking to some British uh, union leaders. We were programmers at, the, at our, this, this law set center I, I run, we, we have the TUC since the top leaders for three days talking with us. And, uh, it's, so they were explaining about some program they had, they, I don't know, they spent a few million pounds to make British, to help organize workers in, in the UK, and I said to them, well, was your program a success? Actually, I knew it couldn't be because the, agri- the data the density was not going up. And uh, they said, "Well, oh, um, well, yeah, I think it was a success." I said, "What do you mean you think it was a success?" I they said, well, "You know, it didn't grow. Uh, isn't that a failure? And shouldn't you face that?" He says, "Oh no, it would have fallen had we not." <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you you start thinking, almost every politician will tell you something like that. The the IMF will be telling the Greeks that oh, my God, if you didn't put in our austerity program, it would have been worse. Your GDP would have fallen by 40% instead of 25%. And it's hard to you know, totally dispute that. You know, because you don't observe it in a historical uh, sense. So I think there's a great uh, value to having different country experiences. And they sh- it shouldn't be uh, that uh, people only look so there's this specialization, but it's got to be in a in a in a in a sort of a in a broader uh, uh, perspective. Now, now, what about the the kinds of things that I think we have learned from the Japanese experience? Well, when Marcus was doing his work, and it's clear if you go back and look at some of his papers, this was the period when the Japanese labor uh, institutions were thought to be the reason Japan was doing so well. There was the enterprise unions, and that's what we, we, he and I studied the enterprise unions, which were declining pretty much at the same rate as the unions were declining in the US and in most other countries. It's interesting, just a footnote, Canada is an exception. Canada has not had that among one of the advanced countries. But the unions have basically collapsed in Australia. There been minimized in, 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 in New Zealand. Here, there it is true the British unions have more or less stabilized. They they stopped going down uh, at the rate at the rate of others. But here, Japan, with very different form of unionism, has the same general pattern. So that that's where you begin to say maybe there's something going on in the in the bulk of the capitalist system. If, if in all the countries uh, you you see this. Falling. Then the, 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 the Japanese was the lifetime employment. And of course, we later learned that lifetime employment meant lifetime employment for men, uh, and then for an increasingly small group of men. And what you see is, and there was, there was yeah. discussed earlier, the growth is informal jobs and things are ways around uh, the, 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 uh, this institution institution doesn't really get abolished, but you go uh, sort of substituting around in order to build in more flexibility. And that was one of the, that was what I think Orcus was working on for the extended period of time. Many of the papers are about how is the Japanese system moving gradually along different dimensions. I think he believed it should move more rapidly, um, but he never actually said that. He didn't give prescriptions of saying, I think it that, but that, was my, that was my sense of talking uh, uh, w- w- with him. Then there's another aspect you learn from I think uh, studies of specific, particular kinds. There's always something a, a particular economy will do that is so distinct or unique that you say, "Oh my goodness, how? how hey, you can say, how could they operate this way if, if, you're, if you're from another, uh, uh, you know, another economy or, or another another system?" And then you really do get a much bigger sense of what the social science aspects are. are, 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 are. So Japan had, at you know, one point, it was said to have. And there was some debate over this. There was this rising, uh, very steep uh, seniority age profile, that's, and uh, very strong tenure for these senior people. But then, what happens to these people? Uh, as they get older and older, and you're on a rising profile, you can see the firm would be paying the most senior professors. I, yeah. I said, you'd be bankrupt. <laughs> so you can't, you can't do this. So, and it's very hard, of course, to be reducing pay, uh, et cetera. So, so you have a retirement system, and you kick in your retirement system. And then what happens is the, the senior, quote, highly paid people, leave big firms and they go either assigned or some fashion, they end up back on the job market going to to smaller firms. And one of the things I learned from from Marcus was that the extraordinary extent to which Japanese mobility was from a high wage big firm to a lower wage uh, smaller firm. And that's pretty unique. Um, and you get a real interesting sense of what happens with older people when, when they they, uh, they 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 move, they, they move along. I mean, Another thing from the Japanese, because it was brought up, the, uh, the 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 relatively small growth of inequality in Japan. There's still, there's it is growing, and the the share of labor in the Japanese national income, like as in every. Just about every other advanced country has actually fallen uh, 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 quite a bit. And we have all these discussions of, uh, uh, of, the, of the, the need for flexible labor market institutions, labor reforms, and so on. And I can see, when you look across countries, the major thing that the more flexible systems have, which tends to be the Anglo-Saxon systems in most uh, things, Is we have more inequality. Uh, So systems that do keep having some rigidities, um, they, the rigidity seems to restrict inequality more than it restricts efficiency. So you, uh, it's you can have rigidities in, and you're able to work around them, and 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 you don't see the inequality go up when you when you're really flexible. For reasons. The competitive theory does not say it should be this way, right, but that's that that that, that, that's, that that's the, the way uh, it is. Um, one other comment on the Japanese side, because uh, a very different paper, what well, I did on, on Japan, my second, my second only paper, was with Marty Weitzman, in which the question was, was Japan bonus system a profit sharing system? And Mar- Marty writes in uh, this book called the Share Economy, which said the solution to all of the problems of capitalism was just workers should be paid shares, and uh, as he as he that that idea stayed with me. <laughs> as you, uh, 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 he was in a macro orientation, and my work on that's been very much much more micro, micro oriented. So the question became: Is Japan the? The bonus system does it work as a profit-sharing guide, which then means that when you get into a recession, you uh, you cut the bonuses down rather than lay people off. Was that a reason why Japan had high unemployment? And I made a trip to Japan. Uh, We did not stay in the Matchbox (laughs) Hotel, Uh, but but he bailed out of the the interviews with the Japanese firms after about t- two days and went off. He said he preferred to go to flower things and check out gardens and beautiful mm-hmm. sites. All of those, I thought, But that's a, his a theorist. So <laughs> the idea of <laughs> interacting with, with, was... Anyway. And, 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 and our reading, our paper was that Oh, I don't know. I'll say, I've the exact numbers. I haven't looked back. But I'll say, let's say 40% of the Japan's better employment record than most other countries had to do with the profit sharing system. It, that the bonuses really were a flexible system. And um, he was very depressed by that because he was a theorist who thought it should be 100%. I was very happy. I said, This is a huge thing. <laughs> There's almost nothing we get which explains 40%. Uh, 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 you know, one institution that could get you 40% better on your your employment uh, 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 record. Um, I, I do have a list of other comments, but I want to stop because I think I, I've given the, 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 uh, uh, the message of this uh, uh, about the area studies being. Uh, unique, uniquely uh, treated in economics, or viewed, but the things you can, in fact, learn from studying other economies, right, it's supposed to you just naturally study other things. It's just, it's, it's, it's the way you're, you're, how else are you going to understand your own idiosyncrasies if, if you don't study another one, um, and hopefully that will, that attitude will grow in, in economics. Um, it's tough to see it growing because it, it's, it's on the edges, I would say, more than it's in the main stream. But it is intellectually, I think, right. And so we've got to stick with it. And, and certainly Marcus's uh, li- whole life devoted to the Japan uh, and, and exemplifies this kind of approach. And, and uh, I learned today from people the widening of his views here at, 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 at Nissan, Oxford, to, to where uh, he might have been called by some us, who's, he said, sociologist. Uh, and so if Berndorf had said that, and it said it negatively, I would have just said, networks, networks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and uh, obviously, we need multiple social sciences uh, to, to produce things. Like